Welcome to the Real View podcast, where Ohio realtors connect you to innovators and influencers, keeping you with the real view of real estate. Whether you're a broker, agent, first time home buyer, industry leader, or just happen to stumble upon our podcast today, you can expect to hear tips, tools, tricks, interesting information, and so much more from the experts in Ohio's real estate game. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Real View Podcast. I'm your host, Allison. Joining me today, we have two special guests. Super excited to have them on. Dale Meller, he is the Association Executive at Beaver Creek Realtors, and Julie Larson, who is the Chief Executive Officer at Youngstown Columbiana Association of Realtors here in Ohio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you very much. And we're super excited to have you guys on today because we are going to talk about something that we haven't talked about so far on this show, which is the placemaking grant from NAR, what that is and what it means. And I brought Dale and Julie along to talk about this because they have recently implemented this in their community. They have gone through the whole process. They know what it takes. So you're going to really hear firsthand from them on their experience and, and what it's like start to to finish for these placemaking grants. And I just kind of want to bring awareness to this program. It's an incredible program that is available at NAR, available to our local boards um, that all of you listening should definitely be aware of and take advantage of and maybe find a use for it in your community. And you're going to hear all about it and, and what that means straight from Dale and Julie. So you guys, I can't thank you enough for joining me today. And I'm super excited to hear about this. And I'm going to skip the real view question. I know everyone always loves hearing that, but I just really want to make sure there's so much to talk about in regards to this grant. And I want to make sure we use our time today wisely in that you all get to hear this incredible story of what you have been able to do in your community and making it a better place to live and work. So with that being said, I want to kick us off with just explaining what the grant is and maybe some examples um, of projects or um, similar efforts that were done in the communities in regards to the placemaking grant. So does one of you want to kind of kick us off with that and explaining what the grant is and what it's all about? Yeah, I'll take that. The placemaking grant is uh, an opportunity to get some money from National Association of Realtors to do something in the community. Now, it has, it's fairly easy to get, but it does have some particular requirements. It has to be something new. It has to be something that's available to the general public. You can't put it indoors, only open on weekends. It has to be a community-type project. And it has to have some involvement from the local realtors' associations. Yeah, and I want to emphasize that it has to be a new creation. So it can't be something existing that, you know, might needs a little might need a little refreshing or upgrading, you know, like, oh, I want to put a new paint on this wall or I want to add bike racks or, you know, a new part or new trail on an already existing space. It has to be something new, which I think is good to mention. And NAR looks at placemaking as a way to make communities better, a way to make where we live and work better by transforming spaces that currently don't really have a good use or are not being used to the capability that they could. And it's really just meant to be a welcoming and enhanced community-enhancing space that's created through these grants. And Dale, how did you first find out about this grant, and what was your experience like researching and applying for it? 
I first learned about it from reading On Common Ground. And um, I had been in this position for a couple of years, and we really hadn't done very much in the community, in our association. We, we kind of met the core standards goals with minimum involvement in the community. So I felt like it would be a good idea to contact some local elected officials and talk to them about who we were, and get a little publicity, give them a copy of the magazine, and, and so on. So I went to the mayor of Lisbon, Ohio, which is a small community, about 3,000 people, not far from from where I live and where our association is headquartered. And I talked to the then mayor, a guy named Roger Gallo, and um, he was very receptive to maybe doing something in the community, gave him some examples, went through the magazine with him. And a couple of weeks later, I heard from one of the council members, a fellow named Peter Wilson, who who's now the mayor of Lisbon. Peter and I met, went over a bunch of pictures and gave some ideas to him as to what kinds of things we'd want to do. And we started talking. When I applied for the grant, the last question, by the way, on the grant application is, is this location in your official territory, your jurisdiction, you know, your association's jurisdiction? Well, that's when I found out that it wasn't mm. uh, in my jurisdiction and that I either needed to get approval from Julie or find some kind of dispensation. I'd already kind of committed to the village uh, that we were going to try to do something. And Julie graciously said, we'll not only partner with you, we'll put some money into it, provide some volunteer labor. It's like we lost him for a second, maybe. I think we lost Dale. Do you want me to pick up here for a minute? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can we get him back? So, you know, Dale gave me a call and mentioned what they were planning to do with the grant. And since it wasn't our jurisdiction and NIR required that either we give written approval to them or partner with them, I took that before our board of directors and they were excited to collaborate and jump in and say, hey, let's see what we can do to help. Let's put some money towards it. Let's get some volunteers and help them with this project. So, Dale, you you back in with us? Do you want to pick up? Yeah, I'm here. You all froze there for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Um, no worries. It happens. Well, we were. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Julie was just sharing that, you know, you reached out to her and, and they agreed right. to partner with you guys on this. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we formed a committee, Julie and I, and a couple of members of each of our boards, the existing mayor and the yet-to-become-mayor, Peter Wilson, and... Um, we also had the Chamber of Commerce for the Lisbon area, and we started kicking around ideas. Property that they had available to us was probably a couple acres, actually, the, the whole area. But we wound up actually working on a, uh, a plot of about 50 feet by 50 feet. It's plenty in a while what that turned out to be. But it, it's adjacent to a parking lot that serves the Greenway Trail, which is a hiking, biking walking trail that goes from Lisbon about 12 and a half miles to through a couple other towns and along the uh, Beaver Creek, the very pretty paved trail, former railroad, which actually entertains about 200,000 people per year. Wow. Now they had a parking lot there, they had an air pump and they had a few other things, but we thought it'd be nice to have a little place to sit and rest alongside. And since this was right adjacent to the parking lot, it was pretty easy to to rule out the space that we would use. So this was kind of you identifying in collaboration with your committee kind of where you wanted to focus this, right? 
Yeah, exactly. And with representatives from the area, from the village. And we had all kinds of ideas as to what we were going to do. The center of town in Lisbon has a beautiful, what do you call it, round... Uh, like a roundabout? No, a structure, a round structure. Uh, I can't gazebo. think of that. Oh, gazebo. Gazebo, There yes. you go, yeah. I thought, wouldn't it be nice to have a little gazebo here to kind of complement the big one? in the middle of town. Well, we couldn't come up with a gazebo that we could afford, so we started kicking around lesser ideas. And Julie has an acquaintance in in her area where an Eagle Scout was working on coming up with a project that he could submit to get his Eagle Scout badge. So she enlisted the Eagle Scout, who started coming to the meetings. Now, it was a little complicated because he's only 15 years old at the time. He couldn't drive, so his mother had to bring him. He could only come when she was available. But he actually designed some benches and pergolas that we could put on our site. And he took charge of that project as far as organizing it, acquiring the materials, the lumber that we needed, hardware. And uh, we wound up cutting the wood, pre-cutting the wood in the middle of the winter in the fairgrounds. This is what happens to be the, the uh, county seat for our, for Columbiana County. And in the winter, a lot of the buildings on the fairgrounds territory are not used. So we got a, a permission to use a big building there. Unfortunately, it wasn't heated. So we spent two or three sessions with volunteers cutting wood in about, what, 20-degree weather, Julie? Yeah, it was pretty uh, cold. <laughs> it was pretty cold. We did get most of the work done and laid out on the floor in this big building, like a barn almost, early in 2020. So, yeah, we cut the wood, and then we had a, a build day the next day. This was between two days on a weekend in early 2020, and we did get one. So the pergola, the the, the concrete slab was a square, and there was going to be four corner pergolas on the slab that kind of created a, a hole. So between that first weekend, we got the wood cutting done and one of the corners built and installed on the pergola. And Dale's yeah, back. The work we got done in the meantime was getting that slab poured. And that, that we outsourced. We got the village of Lisbon uh, maintenance crew to, to grade the land for us, get it set up. And then we had a guy come in, build forms, and, and put the cement down. So we got that done in cold weather and got that one corner put on. And then everybody was too nervous to put together a crew to do any work, even outside. So the wood sat in the fairgrounds building for over a year until we felt like we could work on it again. And I guess the real inspiration to get started again was warm weather was coming. They were going to be running out the, the building and the fairgrounds, and they said we had to get our stuff out of there. This episode of The Real View is brought to you by the Ohio Association of Community Colleges. Ohio's network of community colleges provides accessible training that accommodates the busy lifestyles of aspiring real estate professionals at half the price of a traditional university. With convenient locations in every part of the state, as well as online options, Ohio's community colleges are your smart choice for pre-licensing education. For more details or to start the journey to a real estate career, Visit the education page at ohiorealtors.org and then click on the pre-licensed course locations. 
No better, yeah, no better chance to, no better motivator than someone saying, you got to get out. <laughs> Guess yeah. we better start up again. <laughs> and we really didn't want to leave that wood playing out in open, so I brought most of it home and uh, then shuttled it back and forth to Lisbon and started to build the rest of the benches. And we got our Boy Scout to come and oversee the superstructure of those four pergola bench arrangements. And um, probably it was the middle of last summer, we were pretty well done building the structure. Another part of this was a big sign, four by eight foot sign with a map of downtown Lisbon mm. so that users of the trail could look at that and see, you know, you are here, where could I go get a bottle of water or where could I go have lunch, you know, directions around the city. We also credited our two associations, the National Association and a couple of other donors. So the Boy Scout, in fact, as part of his project, needed to raise some money. And he got the uh, Boardman area, Chamber of Com- was it Chamber of Commerce? No, Rotary Club. It was a Rotary Club. Gave us $1,000. Each of our associations put in $500. The Chamber of Commerce in Lisbon put in another 500 So with the original grant of $5,000, another $1,000 from Julie and I, and a few other small donations, and the Rotary Club. So we had a total budget of about $7,500. And that bought the materials, that bought the sign. We enlisted the Columbiana County Career and Technical Center to build the sign for us. We outsourced the creation of the sign to a sign maker in the area. But we did it all for that $7,500. And the sign is is big. It's, it's got a tent roof over it so people can stand there and they can look and see, you know, here's the way to the trail, here's where, here's downtown, so on. So now about the end of last summer, we had pad, concrete pad, the four corner benches, the sign, and uh, then we went to work on landscaping. And we had a couple days where we had a number of realtor volunteers come out and we planted shrubs, we planted trees, planted grass. We're going to see how that all came out. This spring. Oh, this spring, it should be first the first time we really see blooming and coming in green. Right. So far, it looks pretty good. That's exciting. But, you know, it's not really spring here yet. <laughs> it's trying. So, uh, it's trying. What were... It looks um, like the bushes are going to take and trees are going to take, it looks like. And we should have a nice little area that would be attractive to people to come and have their lunch or sit and relax or repair their bicycle, whatever they have to do. So this will be kind of really the first year with it fully open and and available to the public, right? So what was that? So how long from when you first submitted the application to now the spring finally being complete and and, uh, ready for the public? How long did that whole process take? Well, we began in fall of 2019, coronavirus vacation for about a year in the middle, and then finished last fall. I was going to ask if COVID had any part in in the length of things. Yeah, yes. so I would say the year hiatus in between was definitely due to COVID because in the beginning of the shutdown, we weren't really sure how transmissible everything was. And, you know, even being outside, there just wasn't enough information that we wanted to get people close together until we knew more. Yeah, that makes total sense. What do you think it meant to your realtors that you guys work with and that were involved in the process and in that came out to participate in the building of things? What did it mean to them and how did they react to this project? 
we didn't have a lot of volunteers, but the ones we had were enthusiastic. I don't think most of them had done anything like this before, Julie, do you think? No, and I think the only the only thing that was maybe discouraging in having them volunteer is some of them were like, well, I don't really know how to build. <laughs> and so I, I do think that that was probably one little setback, but we tried to give small incremental sections of, well, you'll just be doing this and we will have somebody there that will show you what to put together and how to do it. We have the tools there, but a lot of people, I think a lot more people are like, I can plant trees. I can plant shrubs, but the building of the pergola was (laughs) a little more complicated for some of them, but the ones that did come out, I think they felt a sense of pride in doing something for the community and providing this. Um, And it's something that even though I don't live in Lisbon, I could drive down there with my family and enjoy the use of the pergola and go on the Greenway Trail as well. Why was it important to you guys, you know, kind of being the leaders of this? Why was it so important to you that you saw this through? Whatever you think of core standards, (laughs) it was it's an it's a nice reminder and uh, an incentive to do some of these kinds of things. Uh, You know, we know we have fiduciary and administrative responsibilities, but we don't always concentrate as hard on community relations and public relations. And this is a, that was definitely an impetus to get us started. And now since we've done this project in East Liverpool, we've done a smart growth grant that helped pay for a, uh, a whole housing survey because they have a severe housing problem in East Liverpool and they needed somebody to come through and do the housing survey, uh, we were able to pay for that for them. And now we have a grant pending to uh, help uh, the village of Wellsville redo their veterans memorial. Mm. So uh, not sure how that's going to come out yet. You guys are on a roll. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. And I think too, realtors, they take pride in their communities. You know, when they're, they have buyers coming in, they're not just selling houses, they're selling the community. They want the communities to be vibrant. They want them to be open and inviting to for families to move in. So these types of grants are wonderful opportunities for us to give back and work with to build up our communities. And another grant that Dale didn't mention is we're both collaborating on, we got a smart growth and a fair housing grant for this month to hold a smart growth program for our local municipalities in the YCAR jurisdiction as well as the Beaver jurisdiction. And that's going to be a great opportunity to get our elected officials, our township leaders, our council members, our township, our county commissioners, everybody together to see how can we work together? How can we use grants in the communities to help them with projects they're working on? What more can we do? How can they partner with the realtors? They should be looking at us as somebody that they could partner with, not just a little trade association sitting down the street. We're here to help. Yeah, and we want to be active and, and involved in the community. So it sounds like like I, I think this is really cool that you guys partnered on this together. And I wonder if that's a normal thing with these grants or if you guys are kind of unique in that. What has your experience been like working together on projects? And would you recommend that to other associations? And I think it's really cool to highlight, too, because I bet this happens a lot that there's this crossover. And, you know, we should be working together on stuff and really presenting ourselves as one strong realtor voice. What has your experience been like working together? I'm real positive. In addition to this, um, well, first of all, Julie and I have become closer, not just geographically, but, you know, of the same mind as to 
what we need to be doing in our communities. But um, we also have had a good time working together. A couple of years ago, we combined our golf outings, and now we partner on a golf outing. And Julie really takes the lead on that because her area is so much more populated and has so many more golfers than the rural area that I'm in that we get a much better turnout, but we still help support it a little bit and we probably raise more money and do less work individually than we would if we were having two of them. Well, and I I think, too, that our realtors, they overlap so much in our jurisdictions that um, even though we are separate associations, like you said, we're coming together for one voice, one goal, because we are all Ohio realtors and supporting our communities. And they don't look at each other in their offices and say, oh, well, you're a Beaver member or, oh, you're a YCAR member. You know, they both look at each other. Oh, you're a realtor. So am I. It's been a very positive experience. We enjoy having the golf outings with Beaver Creek. And I think it has shown the collaboration has shown our realtors how they can, you know, work better together as weather as well. Yeah, I love that. What has the reaction from the community been this? And I know you're kind of just now going to start seeing, you know, the fruits of the labor with the park opening this spring as the weather turns. But what has the reaction been from the community? Have you seen a lot of good press, a lot of positivity um, around the project? What has that been like? Well, I've become good friends with Mayor Wilson. He and I have lunch together every month or so. And uh, so I, you know, I feel well positioned in that community, and Julie as well. The community seems to be responding positively to, we haven't had enough warm weather experience to see how many people are hanging out there, but I think there will be. We had sort of a bad experience that that I'll only mention as a way of proving a positive point. Someone bought for one of our pergolas and uh, completely destroyed it. Oh, no. But volunteered to rebuild it, donated the materials, and the labor, and it's back together. So I think the community values what we've done, and that's a great example. Yeah, from an outside perspective, it seems like the community took pride in what we had created for them. And I think also looking at the organizations involved and everybody that came together to do this, it showed that it wasn't just somebody grandstanding to make themselves stand out. It was all these organizations that showed that they care about the city of Lisbon mm-hmm. that came together to do it. Yeah, and want to make it make it a nice place. So tell us about the name of this, because I love, uh, right before we started recording, I was kind of just preparing and running over some things, and you all mentioned the name of, of the park and where this is located. So tell us what it's called. I love it. Well, one of our early meetings, I said, we need a name. You know, we're going we're gonna to call this thing. And people started looking at each other, and I, I, I took a chance. I said, how about Realtors Park? And he said, well, you guys are doing it, so <laughs> it sounds good. So that's what it's called. The Realtors Park. It's perfect. And how cool that our realtor name is now going to be on a physical space that is going to be around for many, many years. And I just love that. And I think that's that's super cool and special. And what a tribute to the work that you've all done. So how exciting. Is there any plans to celebrate there? Are you guys going to do anything fun um, to celebrate your hard work once it's nice enough to do so? Good idea, maybe. <laughs> I think you got to do something, right? This is like two, three years, two and a half years in the making. You got to celebrate somehow, right? 
Yeah, we well, should we, schedule like a picnic lunch or something. Yeah. We talked about uh, like a dedication of the park or something like that. Yeah. Now, the time of year or the time it took to do it kind of took a little of the wind out of the sails on that. But we may well still do something because Lisbon has a couple of festivals in the summer. They're known for the Johnny Appleseed Festival. <laughs> and uh, maybe we'll have a little ribbon cutting or something there. I don't know. Yeah, well, you all have to send your photos and let me know when that's happening, and I will make sure to get get out there and help spread the word. I want to wrap it up kind of with one last thing. You had a word of advice or encouragement to any other realtors out there who are considering this. What would it be? Do it. The grant applications sometimes seem a little bit intimidating. If you have questions, call NAR. Their staff are more than willing to help you to walk you through it, to tell you what you need to do, answer your questions, and help you along the way. And in Ohio, we have a very, very knowledgeable director of local government affairs who's very familiar with the grants. So Veronica is also a great resource to reach out to, to help answer questions about getting these grants and just helping you pave the way. Yeah, I would just say the grants are they're easy to get. And yeah, I know we all, our members all pay dues and uh, contribute to our pack and whatever. It's not free money entirely, but it looks like it to the community and to us. It's easy to do. It's easy to get reimbursed for any expenditures. Uh, one caution is it's hard to get volunteers. Yeah. <laughs> you know, as, as, as I'm sure all association executives know, don't bite off more than you can chew. Get the project properly sized. Be ready to do some of the work yourself, if not the actual work, the supervision of the work, because it won't get done if you just throw it in somebody else's lap. Yep. Absolutely. Well, congratulations, you guys, on a, on the successful uh, placemaking grant. I need photos, so please send me some pictures and stuff the next time you guys are out there. I would love to see it and love to um, promote it on social media. And thanks again for all the hard work you've done uh, with this. And I do want to mention to you all, too, um, we're all on Zoom here, and Veronica's actually on the Zoom, too. She's just listening in as we record this episode, and she was screaming, call me, <laughs> when, we were, uh, when we we're discussing how to get the grant. So definitely Definitely reach out to her. She will walk you through this whole process. Call NAR, as Julie mentioned. You know, there's so many resources here to help you if this is something you guys are interested in. Take advantage of it. Like Dale mentioned, those dollars are out there. They're up to you to, to take. Oh, and, and any chance we can get to get our realtor name out there to make our communities better, to brighten up a place that's maybe not so bright. I mean, it's just it's a win-win for everybody. It might take a little bit of work, but it's worth it. Veronica, welcome on. Hi, we've had you here this whole time. <laughs> What's up? But, well, I just want to make mention that this year is the year for grants because you don't have to do a 10% match. Normally, NIR requires a 10% match for all grants, but this year is the year. If you want to make an impact in your community, go after it. There is no 10%. So all the money goes towards your project. Yep. And there you have it. Well, I want to thank you guys again so much for being on here and sharing your story. This was super interesting and helpful. And congrats on a successful project. It's going to be going to be super cool, and I can't wait to see it. So thank you guys for joining me. And to all of our listeners, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to The Real View. That wraps up today's episode. You can keep up with the latest on the podcast at ohiorealtors.org slash view and on Apple or Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Have questions, comments, or suggestions? We want to hear from you. 
email us at podcast at ohiorealtors.org. We'll see you next time.